have fun. This is my guy right here. (laughs) Yeah, here we are. Here we are. (laughs) I remember when um, I interviewed you, you got the job because I was like, oh, you know, like we both talked about working out. I could tell that you were were into working out. And I said, you know, I still work out at my age. And you were like, ah, you look pretty good for your age. And I was like, damn, I'm hiring this guy. This guy likes, this guy's already complimenting me. But we connected really early on fitness, right? You're our, you're our go-to fitness dude around here. Yeah. And yeah. me being a former personal trainer, you and I have always have a lot of conversations about off-topic that are, have nothing to do with mortgages. And uh, today I'm super happy to have Marshall on the show. Yes, our mortgage agent slash nutrition specialist slash fitness coach. (laughs) Answers all of uh, the nutrition uh, questions for the staff um, after this episode for your clients. (laughs) Anyone watching? And you're, uh, we were just, we were talking today um, off camera about your journey into fitness, which I know this is about, well, we don't talk about mortgages anyway on this one. We're more back to get to know you as a, an agent and a person. What was, uh, what drew you to working out? What was the, the catalyst that you were like, yeah, I'm going to start picking up weights. Yeah. I mean, it's going to sound a little bit corny, but you know, growing up, I watched a lot of uh, Dragon Ball Z and I was like, man, these guys are stacked <laughs> on corny. here. These guys are stacked on here. I was like, I want to look like that. And, uh, you know, I started off doing uh, boxing. I did that for a few years. I wanted to compete. And then uh, my mother was against doing that, obviously, you know, too many punches in the head. And uh, so I got into weightlifting and put on, like, some pretty good size immediately. And I was like, wow, this is for me. So once I started growing, I started researching about, you know, vitamins and minerals, what they do on the body. And it became a little bit of an obsession for me. It never went away. You have an interesting... Um, we talked about this too off camera, an interesting start to your professional life, how you entered the workforce. Can you run us through like how, what that moment was like? Yeah. Because I know it left an impact on you. Yeah. I mean, uh, my family was uh, a big believer on once you turn 18, you just, you know, go into the world and, you know, sink or swim. So, uh, you know, once I left home, I kind of moved out to Saskatoon. I was there for a few years. Uh, did a lot of drywalling, uh, just like, delivering the drywall so that was pretty extensive in the cold uh, and then I learned fast that you know money was important and it's best to save a nickel and dime and so I understand like the struggle of uh, you know trying to get your life in order which you know a lot of the clients that come here they you know they need a little bit of relatability to the people they're working with so I can kind of understand you know where they're coming from life gets difficult throws you curveballs and stuff uh and then you know i kind of just worked my way up from there i was kind of bounced around different provinces trying to figure out what i wanted to do uh and then inevitably i ended up in ontario i actually moved here like seven years ago with the bag of clothes started doing door-to-door sales and then uh i kind of worked my way into doing mortgages and you know lucky to be here yeah let's rewind that door-to-door sales so your guy shows up in a new province you'd never been here before no, I don't. I've never I don't been know here before. Yeah. Got a bag of clothes, and you take door-to-door sales. Yeah. First of all, as a born and raised salesperson, my family—I remember telling my dad I was never going to be in sales, and I was yeah. sitting at a chair at the kitchen table, and he's like, "Everything in here is sales." Yeah. 
Yeah. Someone sold the drawings for that chair for someone to make it. Someone sold them the wood. Yeah. You can't get away from it, son, so you should embrace it. But it landed in a new province, buddy. Yeah, yeah. And you're intense, doing man. door yeah. to door. That's yeah. not, that's also, that's a tough grind. What You got to learn some things, though, doing that type, yeah. of, <laughs> that type of business, right? Yeah, it was a good experience. Started our sales, as, you know, as everyone that's in sales knows, it's the hardest, it's the hardest uh, sales industry to be in. And, you know, luckily I was able to do that for quite some time and, you know, being good with people and, you know, being able to connect to people on a, you know, personal level definitely goes a long way. But, you know, I think the two of the most important things of life is to understand like psychology and understanding people and knowing how to save like financial literacy and uh, psychology and being able to be a likable person and relatable. Uh, you know, that goes a long way. Stuff they don't really, they don't teach you how to do that in school, right? And door-to-door sales, you learn real quick that, you know, how many doors are slammed in your face, right? You know, Mm -hmm. you used to say to me when you first got here, it's it's all a numbers game. And I used to say to you, yeah, not here. Like, it's different, right? We want to, no, because you had that door-to-door, you have to knock on. Look, I did door-to-door sales for uh, 25 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I answered an ad. Got a job doing sports promotion. I was super excited about it. I show up at this random warehouse, get in a van, which was already, I shouldn't have gotten a van that easily. <laughs> yeah, the white van. I get in a van. Yeah. They drive me miles away from my car. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I'm like, what? I finally said at that yeah. time at like 17, hey, uh, what are we doing? Yeah. Oh, you're selling pizza coupons door to door for the Argos. And I was like, uh, no, I'm not. Yeah. And no, I'm not. Yeah, no, you are. Yeah. And that's kind of, you kind of get into those environments where they know it's already a hard job. You yeah. learn, you have to learn on your feet. They don't give you a lot of training. They tell you a little bit about the products and then each door, this is what I love about your background story. Okay. Each door is a different personality yeah. that you interrupted. Yeah. No kidding. They're watching TV. They're hanging out on the couch. Eating Eating some cheesies. Dinner. Never yeah. asked for nice. you to show up. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. it's one of the reasons why we have strict, stricter laws on it now yeah um but like that's a you can't get that in a sales book yeah right you literally annoyed somebody who you knock on my door all the kids go before (laughs) i get there yeah like the youngest one now has learned to open the door right like stop i don't want to deal with this person and you had to do that over and over again not because i don't even think because you wanted to yeah had to survive yeah, there's no choice, you know, burn the boats kind of a thing. Right, you're, yeah. you're in a new province. You've got nothing but a bag of clothes. So I commend you that you took that. Even if you were, if you look back now and you were trying to find your way or find, you know, soul search or find what was the right fit for you, mm. you're in BC too, right? You did BC. Yeah, Alberta. Alberta. Saskatchewan. And Ontario's where you stopped. And now here I am, yeah. Well, I'm glad you stopped here, brother. Yeah, right? yeah it worked out. So what... During the door-to-door process and long before you got here with us, what made you get your license? What did you, why did you jump into mortgages? So, yeah, it was uh, door-to-door sales. So we started off doing like all the furnaces, the air conditioners, uh, and then, you know, later on learning that those contracts weren't all that good for the homeowners. We got into litigation consulting, uh, trying to help them get out of those contracts, which was uh, you know, not very successful. So we got into trying to consolidate all debt. Uh, and then uh, we started getting into renovations. And then for that, we partnered up with a mortgage broker. 
And I kind of want to get out of the industry and try something new. So I, okay. I met the guy and I'm like, that's just something I could do. So I got into it, took the course and, uh, you know, I joined one brokerage before here and uh, they just didn't provide as much hands-on training, you know, helping the agents. Um, and so I did that for seven, eight months. And, you know, as we know, your good friend Jason there was the team leader and I told him where I was planning on going and... You know, I ended up coming here and it worked out. That was uh, interesting because who we both knew mutually, I, I had the interview. I remember texting him on a Friday being like, oh, I love this. Yeah. I love this guy. I, wanna, I want this guy on my team. And he was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, if he'd be a good fit for you. He's a good guy. Try it out. And I was like, no, I think you're wrong, man. I think mm. this guy, this is his place. Yeah. And I remember... When you got here and you hit the floor, and you, I don't know if you remember this, right? It was like instant success. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Right? Eight deals yeah, like a, right away. Yeah. And you'd be like, when are you guys going to do eight? <laughs> I actually remember that comment. Right? Yeah. Very yes, vividly. I remember too because I yeah. I'm like, man, this guy's going to, this guy's yeah. going to really 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 light it on fire like he is just instantly and i remember texting jason at the time being like, oh man and he found his home like this yeah. is yeah this is where he's gonna flourish but it didn't it didn't last it didn't stay that way mm. right yeah and you had a a dip and i always call it knowledge disease you start to learn more about products and i don't think i'm not gonna say you can tell me what you think it yeah, was yeah. where you're meeting clients talking to them your door-to-door -door skills are there. You're you're making relationships, and then you start to get more into buried into the process, into the products. What was it for you that kind of ha brought that dip on for you then to re rebound? Have well, you even thought about it? Yeah, I mean, when I first joined, uh, the market was was fairly hot. A lot of the clients had a lot of equity. You know, this COVID property values were overinflated, and uh, everyone you know, kind of just wanted to cash out on their yeah, equities. And, you know, there was uh, a lot of spending going on there. And then as interest rates started to come up, I feel like a lot of the clients kind of became a little bit more hesitant on touching the equity of their home and, you know, being fearful of what's going to happen next. So personally, that's kind of what it felt like for me. Um, plus in sales as well, you know, you come in, it's a new industry or, you know, a new brokerage for me. It's very exciting. Uh, and that transfers onto the clients that you're talking to. They can hear the excitement. You're enthusiastic. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like after a couple of months with the knowledge and everything and the way the market was going, maybe not as much of the excitement was being portrayed. And uh, just little tweaks and changes in the process. You know, we're, we're changing systems and going from, you know, a couple different uh, presentation devices for clients. Yeah, that's true, right? We did, and, we did uh, a lot of changes in a lot of... I get tagged for that all the time that I just am addicted to change. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, for a while there, I was sending like a pre-recorded presentation to the clients, kind of going over their, you know, their details of the finances and the options that are available. Turns out that in-person was being better. And yeah. so, uh, you know, it's kind of along the journey that we learn what works for us, what might work for me, might not work better for someone else and vice versa. And uh, so, you know, we've, we've kind of gotten over that hurdle at this point. So you get into, you get in, you meet me in an interview. You still did the group interviews then, right? That was the, 
It's me, you, Mark, and Allie. Allie, Allie forgot about it, but yeah. we did it. Yeah, we did it. He was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're there. Oh, yeah. Because Mark <laughs> like made a comment about his stature and his, <laughs> yeah. his uh, muscles, and I was like, "Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I'm fine with that." Right? Like he's big. I'm like, the yeah, Hulk. That's fine. <laughs> that's okay. I'm not afraid of him. Yeah. Um, Slightly. <laughs> he today. looks smaller I'm on the camera. That's why we're having this podcast because he told me I had to. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you. So you've you get in here and you've been here. Um, now you're part of the fabric. You're in the process. You get Google reviews. You have rolled with the the two o'clocks, the punches. You've grown personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if someone, an outside agent, said to you like, "Oh, what? Why do you? What is it about New World? It's so special. Why are you there? Why are you still there? What? You were at another brokerage. What do you tell them? Or what would come to your mind?" You know, the most important part of being in any industry is having a, a solid support network, you know, and mentors and people that are able to help you hands on. And with Newborough here, you know, it's a pretty integrated uh, system that we have. It's, you know, much like a family I found for myself here. So no. being out in Ontario and not having a lot of family and uh, support networks, this, this is, you know, part and parcel of home for me. So that's why. I think um, one of your low keys superpowers that people don't know until you reach out to them is your kindness yeah you'd never guess for the other team members i don't mean that you come come across like you're unkind i just mean that you do a lot of sneaky kind things without needing to be acknowledged or it being a known you don't grandstand about it and i think that that's a kind of unique thing about you that uh Where's where's that come from? I think that comes from BC, Brown, probably. Yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, growing up on Vancouver Island, in a little bit of a smaller town, people were like a lot more connected. And it's unfortunate to see, but when you move into bigger cities, uh, I feel like a, a lot of people are kind of like, well, why, why are you doing this? Like, what are you getting in return? You know. Yeah. And uh, what I'm getting in return is it makes me feel good. You know, right. I'm selfish. Like I know yeah. that a team member was sick and you yeah. took the time out of your day to go and get some no supplement, supplements. supplement-based <laughs> stuff to heal them and just yeah. drop it off unexpectedly. Yeah. And I just, the person told me that and I was like, wow, that's uh, yeah. that's Newboro. Like yeah. that's what I want in my teammate to be able to deliver that to someone here in the community. But that translates to you delivering that to clients and caring yeah. a lot about clients and what, they need and if you're willing to do that without being asked and you just do it out of the kindness of your heart we have a lot of kindness messages around here then that you know you are that's what newborough is it's yeah. a fit yeah yeah um with the amount of and we talk we had a an interesting you have an interesting case now we won't talk about that you're working on mm. but you know you've touched a lot of unique situations working yeah. here yeah right? That we have enough podcast material for some of the the Crazy, wild things wild that happen. Stories. Yeah, um, but uh, what about some some special moments or some wild stories from clients that you that come to your mind? Well, I have one in particular. This one holds the cake. Uh, I worked on uh, the file for about six months. Um, they were in a power of sale. Sheriffs came, they changed the locks, um, you know, sending me photos of, you know, themselves in the vehicle with the family. They got medication in the side. 
And, uh, you know, it's a stressful scenario. And if you don't have, like, your life together and your hands on the steering wheel, you know, I might not be able to manage that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I worked on that on that fall for about six months. And I handled it very well. I was very calm because I knew we were going to be able to get the task completed. Um, but I don't think that that would have played out the way it, it had if it had been any other brokerage. Or any no other way. agent. I think you need to give yourself credit um, where it's due simply because... Your client looked for you for that comfort and yeah. element of like trust yeah. because at that particular point, it'd be really tough for anyone, no matter how mentally strong you are, to think that things will be okay yeah. while you're sitting in your car waiting on Marshall that's three yeah. hours away yeah. because you've reassured them on countless occasions over six months yeah. that you have been able to pull through and do that for them. And that just speaks to the testament of the kind of person you are and the yeah. kind of agent you are. Yeah, exactly, so, yeah. I mean, it's a task that probably very few agents would be able to successfully pull off. I agree. Yeah. Uh, you know, I often come off uh, fairly calm, but in those scenarios, like that calmness pays off. The client can hear the calmness in your yeah. voice. If you're panicking and stuff and you're worried, all you're going to do is transition that onto the client. They've come to you because they're in need of some assistance and they want yeah. to make sure that you're going to be able to get the task done. Mm -hmm. And I wish we did. They got to keep I it think properly. that's that's key. I can I know this client. I yeah. know who you're talking about. And yeah. I can remember when you're coming in and I'd be like, if it's about this client yeah, yeah. and you're like, Hey, I have to keep yeah, I have to keep doing this, they're they're home. And I'm yeah. like, I know, I'm just messing yeah. with you. I know exactly what you're gonna ask me. <laughs> yeah. I know you this is a client you've been yeah. You're still doing other deals, yet you're still not the average agent, not here. Yeah. As I would flip. Yeah. But um, we hold each other accountable. But that most people, who's going to work six months on a file with zero, without being paid? Yeah. No one. Right. You, know, you did that strictly out of your kindness and knowing that they had. If you dropped the ball, if you just said, okay, look, this has been three months, yeah. it's not working, yeah. I'm obviously. I'm not helping you anymore. Um, there's nothing, um, which and sadly in this world, nothing in it for me. Yeah, yeah. They're, I got to start the process over again, right? Yeah. They've got a, that's what I used to always look at when I would do files myself and they're a power sale and someone would say, oh, you're not going to get this deal done. Just stop working on it. Yeah. Yeah. If I stop working on it and I know the process of calling other brokerages, getting started again, doing this, doing that, oh, this person's never going to be in the home, like yeah. never. I think that's one thing that people don't, when they get into those situations, don't realize that when you're out, it's not over. Yeah. If you have the right team yeah. and the right person that's still willing to do. Lots of times I look at you guys and the things that you're doing. I remember when I was an agent and I'm thinking to myself, man, the level of care you still have, that deal took Herculean effort. Yeah one deal you cared about even when the signs were like you have to stop yeah. caring right and you just kept but there's a way there's a way and it happens every month here where there's a deal that doesn't make sense or there's no way it's going to get done and we still find a way to get it done and that's you guys yeah i'm yeah. not the one doing it yeah and um, there's people along the way too that also try to give up, right? We're working as a team collectively. We have lenders, we have lawyers. So the level of frustration that they experience is equivalent to ours, but it takes a person like yourself to say, hey, listen, I understand it's frustrating. 
but let's keep working together for this client and advocating for our client goes a long way because there's a lot of people in that six months that pulled shoot on you many times or pulled shoot on this whole file in itself. So that just speaks to, again, that extra level of effort and care that our team gives and you specifically have given to many clients um, in your career here. I think uh, one of my favorites is when you have a client, you deliver the truth, doesn't go the way they want it to, doesn't work out. I ask you about it and you're like, nope, client's gone. And then <laughs> a month later, yeah, right? You come in with that smile right yeah, there. Yeah. And you're like, they're back, yeah, right? And you, they went, they took what you told them, they took the truth, they didn't like it, they're maybe a bit upset. They go and do their own research or they go and talk to another brokerage. They realize that that's what's happening and, or the promises didn't pan out and they come back to you. That's got to be a good, a special moment. It's always lovely feeling. I mean, a lot of the brokerages in the industry nowadays, especially, is that uh, there's not a lot of brokerages that have everyone in office. And so when a client comes to us and we have a complex fall on our hands, we got 30 minds in here that or you know you can go around asking people like what should we do on the fall yeah that's that's so key. you go anywhere else and like they're not going to have that and if they do have that it's not going to be as as fast and quick as we're going to be able to have things done here right yeah i think that's a huge advantage that you get when you work with one person on this team you get 29 other yeah minds yeah who at any given moment will give a a suggestion or a it's hard, really hard because they'll say on a Google review, Marshall was amazing. And I usually remove your name when I answer them, when I answer the reviews because I, not because I don't want you to get the credit. It's that we, there's, if we listed off all the people that actually helped on a file to get it done all the way to completion, or my, you know, my favorite is when you come into the management office with a red hot problem and it looks like it's all hope is lost <laughs> and you know, in that room, someone's like, oh, why don't you do this? You can actually solve it by, you're like, all right, done. Still yeah. alive. Yeah. And you go back and we don't give up. And I think that that Google review, when you finally get it, is a testament to, like you said, to all the different minds that are available to you mm -hmm. as an agent. I think, do you think that's the toughest thing about when you start here is learning that you can or you go and ask every mind possible, right, Rico? <laughs> and then you get confused, right? It's, that's, it's a yeah. good thing and a bad thing all at the same time. Where Yeah, and I think that's where our, like judgment comes in and experience comes in um, and really understanding your clients. So because you've listened to many other clients' files and people working on files, sometimes you can almost make an educated decision based on another agent's experience. So it's like, oh, I remember we talked about a similar file and then there's less questions to be asked. But you also kind of know what source could be used to benefit saying, hey, didn't you work with a client like six months ago that was similar? And you'll remember those things and that builds also agent knowledge is just learning off of everyone else that's kind of right. in the office working on similar files. Yeah, I agree. We're gonna wrap it up with something that I'm proud of you because you just said in this podcast, you showed up with a bag of clothes and you made something of yourself and you bet on yourself. We also have a big moment coming up for you personally. Mm -hmm. You're going to be closing on a on your first property. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, so from a guy with a bag of clothes and you put trust in Newboro, 
put trust in me. Actually, I remember you asking me one day outside. We had a face to face, and you were like, "Oh, why do you even care?" Yeah, yeah. I was like, "I do." You're just gonna have to trust that I do care about mm. you, and you make reaching goals and doing something good for yourself. And I think that it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be a blur, and you're gonna. But when you're gonna close on this property, it's something you need to take time and be really proud of yourself, bro. Yeah, it's been a long journey. Uh, you know, especially in the circumstances that, uh, you know, the cards that I had been dealt seemed very unlikely, you know, yeah. which statistically very improbable, but you know, we made it happen. Uh, and no one can take that away from me. I did it on my own. Yeah. Yep. You know, yeah. and statistically uh, not probable that you're also, you know, you're two fifty. still looking to get to bigger. Yeah, right? yeah. But you did it, man. Yeah. You did it. And yeah. you did it by hard work and believing in yourself and i'm proud of you for doing that appreciate that yeah right. well newborough is a great place you know we have a good family here it's a good ecosystem and uh it's unlikely without a, a solid foundation that you can make things like that even happen all right yeah well good luck on the close and thanks for joining us today buddy thanks, appreciate you all right bye.